Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Just Gaming Things Podcast. We are bringing an all-queer perspective on video games, gaming news, and nerdy things. I'm one of your hosts, Project Ruby. And joining me, we have so many amazing people, starting with Dextralicious. Hello. Hi. Welcome to uh, this week's episode. How are you feeling? I'm feeling... Feelings. <laughs> yeah, love that. We love feeling, feelings. Absolutely. Right. Can you believe? <laughs> Can you believe? Also joining me, we have the wonderful GM. Hi, hello. I'm here. Yeah. Yes. Are you feeling, feeling feelings iconic. as well? I'm feeling feelings. I'm feeling iconic. It's a Saturday. I'm here. Yes. Driving. Also, you know, hopefully, feeling feelings. We have Koga Jingles. Hello. Yeah. I'm doing all right. I'm feeling actually starting to feel a little bit hungry out of nowhere. So, oh my goodness. Oh no. <laughs> Not this. Not, Not now. now. Well, Tommy be strong. Tommy be strong. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all hear a growl, it was not a pet of yours. It was it was Koga struggling on this day. <laughs> Koga's stomach just saying hi. I'm hungry. Hi, hello. I'm here. (laughs) Where are you? (laughs) Already ate. I hate when that happens. Like you eat something and then you're like, why do I feel like I want to eat more? And you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Make it make sense. Hello? Like, why? Why are you doing this? (laughs) One of the reasons why I don't like eating before bed. That's one of the worst things ever. You eat something just like a midnight snack, and then you wake up like as if you didn't eat anything at all. So it's like, what the hell did I eat for? (laughs) I just wasted food. What was the point? What was the reason? I I get you. I feel that. (laughs) Oh, what a moment. But we're we're also going to be talking about some headline things, um, which... Just, you know, we're going to get into some news stories for the week, which was actually kind of a difficult task to do because this week was kind of one of those like slower weeks in the news uh, as far as gaming. Uh, But, you know, we're trying our best and we're doing our thing. And so um, we're actually going to start off with the thing that kind of broke out basically the day before we did our last episode. And so now that there's been a a bit of time to kind of... uh, you know, let it sit, I guess. We're we're going to get into it. Uh, so Twitch um, has decided to sue alleged hate raiders. <laughs> um, yeah. So for people who don't know and they don't, you know, you don't consume content on Twitch and you may be watching this on YouTube or listening to this on a podcast service later, uh, we on Twitch have been struggling with a lot of like, harassment and hate raids and it's basically like people are spamming streamers chats with like hateful language with bigotry with racism with like doxing personal information like a lot of like disgusting behavior truly um and so twitch uh in a surprising turn of events they actually have turned to the legal system and they have sued two people who they are alleging that are behind all of the attacks, or at least most of the attacks that have been happening. Um, And so they 
yeah, <laughs> they're doing it. They're doing the damn thing. And so what I wanted to ask from this um, was, do you think that Twitch taking this action is going to make any significant changes as far as like, you know, people maybe being afraid of uh, doing more hate raids or people uh, being afraid of getting sued? Or do you think it's going to do the opposite of like more people are going to come out and be like, oh, you can't take us down? What do y'all think? Um, I think I think that it will deter a lot of people who I think it will deter some people. I don't think it'll deter everyone. Like some people are truly like they just don't care. Right. Like, right. They're they're going to they were going to do it no matter what happened, right? Because some of some people feel that behind a keyboard, they are all powerful in God and no one can touch them. So they're like, I'll do it. And it doesn't really matter. But I think you're going to have a, I think you'll have some people who will second guess doing these types of things. But then I think you'll also have people who will avoid doing it by themselves in like little one-off situations, right? Like where you have like one person who comes into your chat, pretends to be nice for a bit and then starts doing those types of things because it's like then it's you and there's there's no hiding yourself right so it's going to deter i think some of those people as well um which i think is good um hopefully the whatever other back end things that they're going to also try to do will help to deter people but i think this is a good step like this is actually taking a forceful action which is nice as opposed to just saying oh well there's nothing we can do about it type of thing. Like suing someone and saying there are things you will have to answer to in the court of law about the things that you've done, I think is is pretty important and a big deal and makes it more known publicly other than them handling it on the back end and banning someone. Right, which they tried doing. Uh, and that's why they... I think went towards the legal side of things because they are also talking about how they just generated thousands of accounts to evade getting banned on their service and stuff like that. And the silly thing for me is I feel like the, these people that are res responsible for a lot of these attacks and stuff like that, they claim to be like so smart and like geniuses and they think that they're doing all of that. And then like they fully demonstrate online how the bot works and how they did it and how it's working and it's it's happening and it's like did you think that you were like you're gonna broadcast that into the world and that nothing was gonna come back to you like what <laughs> uh, what's your take on this koga do you think th the attacks are gonna slow down a bit or kind of more of the, of the same I would hope so. I know like a day or so after the um after the article came out about them suing that it was still kind of an issue and like there was like another like a set of accounts that people had to like um ban and whatnot. So I'm not sure what has been past that, but I would hope that it would maybe do something, you know, to make it to where this the consequence will make it to me less of a thing. But I mean, we'll see. We'll have to see how things are. It's just that it also just comes down to they need to, you know, do better and having things in place rather than it just being, okay, they'll they'll sue. I mean, because let's just be honest, some of them might get smarter and maybe and just find another way to get around things. 
which this is how it is. So they need to be more on top of that and not have it to where we have to do that because it's it's very annoying. It's one of the reasons why until this past week I just didn't even bother because like I, I like to just do it just you know stream just enjoyment and for fun and I'm not trying to have to come in and be like, all right, so am I gonna get a bunch of bot followers which Twitch will ban you for? Which makes no sense. And I'm like, yeah, never mind. But we'll see. Um I'm hopeful of that, but it's just it's it's a start. They have to do something like more than that than just yeah. We'll you know, okay. We'll sue these two people. No, right? Yeah. For for me, my personal experiences with it have been that like it did ramp up after the articles came out about the the sewage <laughs> happening, um, and they were and they created like accounts under different names as well to like try to trick people. And it's I think it's been. A little bit more intense, but on the Twitch side of things, um, something that actually wasn't mentioned in the article is that there have been uh, creators that created bots against these bots that have since gotten like verified so that they can actually do more to help people, um, which is really cool to see like Twitch being like, you know what, we're not doing the work. Let's actually give people who are doing the work access so that they can continue doing the work and hopefully you know twitch is also compensating them <laughs> that would be very ideal hopefully so and hire them that would be great as well um if they want to get hired by twitch of course um that would be great uh i i definitely think that more needs to keep happening um i mean what i could ask uh just so that i don't we know we're not saying the same thing over and over again. Uh, Dex, do you think that like they moving forward, like what could they do more to like help against these hate raids and all that stuff, or what they should do? I'm I'm not entirely sure like what they should do apart from just like getting these people who are making their own bots for this and getting that verified. I feel like. Yeah, it's like it comes across that they should obviously compensate them and possibly hire them to like do it because it's just like I feel like Twitch should be able to make those systems themselves and that they should have already have done that. But the fact that just like average streamers and stuff had to like take it into their own hands to make it just really just doesn't sit well with me because I just feel like they didn't put as much work because they had their little announcement that was like oh, we're, like, taking things into our own hands, but you might not see, like, what we're doing yet, but, like, nothing was being done. Like, the only thing that was being done was people taking into their own hands and making their own bots and stuff that helps with this. So it's just, I just hope that they will someday just at least become more aware and, like, even, like, hire these people and compensate these people for, like, actually making things that they just, like, refuse to or are unable to, like, create themselves yeah and i think i think it goes beyond that as well like i think the fact that they i i understand the side like the um, their point in saying like we're, we can't say exactly what we're doing because then people are gonna make things that circumvent that and i get that but you can you can communicate in a vague way of like we're working on something that has to do with this like they don't have to say exactly what in order for 
the general, you know, viewer and streamer to have an idea of like, okay, they're working on something instead of being like, we're working on things we can't show you or talk about it. And you're like, okay. And then like a week later, they do something that's completely unrelated. And you're like, what about, what about the other thing? You know? And, and so like, if they were communicating, they would be like, you know, we have different projects coming out and it's different teams working on different things. So don't worry when you see this thing coming out, it has nothing to do with our progress on that other thing. But unfortunately the communication just isn't that clear. Um, but it is kind of unfortunately to be expected from a huge corporation like this uh, that they aren't like super transparent, um, which is very disappointing I, in my opinion. Um, but we'll see yeah. like with new platforms coming out. Uh, yeah, you want to say something to him? Well, I just think it's I, I, I agree with you that it's it's a it's sad that like a big corporations like this can't do that. But I think the problem is is that their marketing team focuses on different things and it's not communicating how we're working to protect you it's communicating how we want to make money from you right as opposed to <clears throat> and selling you the services that we have as opposed to oh here's a thing for the people on our platform that are making us the money by providing the content and so you know i think that's one of the biggest differences is that like they don't take that form of, co of communication uh seriously they just think Oh, we need to be able to communicate to get people to log into the site on a daily basis. Right. Yeah. It, it doesn't. It doesn't really sit well with me. Like seeing something going on, and then like you receive an email that's like, "Remember, subs are cheaper this month." And I'm like, I don't know if I want to give money to you right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't know why you're trying to sell me on your like services when I'm like, okay, what about this thing or that thing? Like, even if they. Honestly, if they, for some reason, Amazon didn't give them the budget, they had to be like, hey, we need funding for this thing, which would be kind of embarrassing, to be honest, but at least people would understand, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be interesting as like new platforms start like coming out. I know there's a, a new platform uh, coming out in November that um, alleges to have a, a bigger priority on mental health and safety and all that. So we'll see how that's going to go. Uh, with new platforms, it's always very unpredictable. Um, who's it, it with? <clears throat> Sorry. So, um, who is it? Who's the um new I guess platform that's supposed to be coming this October, Novemberish? It's um I think it's called Altair. Alt. I don't know how to pronounce it, but um, I think it's Altair. It's they they're labeling themselves as a mindfully designed stream streaming platform. Um, and they're basically like, as of now, they're just taking like investors and visionaries and stuff like that, uh, which I guess a visionary is someone that, um, you, you, you kind of tip them and you get to like save like a, a username for yourself or something like that. Um, but, uh, and apparently the person in charge was someone that I think worked at Twitch or something like that before. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm always that type of person that's like, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. And, you know, uh, when I actually see it in action, because there's always that fear of like putting your hopes and trust behind like something new and then it potentially disappointing you. So not saying that that's what's going to happen, but it has happened before. So it's like, I'll believe it when people actually say that they've had a good experience and and all of that. So, yeah. 
who knows, maybe one day we'll stream over there uh, if it turns out to be a great platform. <laughs> we'll, maybe, yeah. we'll see. Um, but, you know, there's more issues going on in gaming and releases and such. And uh, <laughs> Dex has a, has a story for us. Yes, recently Deathloop from Arcane Studios came out September 15th. And although it seems like it's been receiving rave reviews, there has been a huge issue with stuttering issues in terms of the game, which has previously been just accused of being just because of the anti-piracy software. But later on, it was just determined that it was just the game itself was the reason why the stuttering issues were present and due to these stuttering issues along with a ton of crashes and such being reported the company has like the game has received a mixed review on steam due to various issues so i just thought this was you know interesting because although like it is bethesda it is a different studio though so like they're more knowledgeable and have been more successful in terms of like game launches so like I'm hoping that this isn't as definitely not as big as like any other like actual like full on Bethesda game has been like in terms of like terrible startup um releases. But then like I also didn't know this just from seeing like Delph Loop so much. I actually didn't realize it was only on PlayStation 5 and not Xbox. And mm-hmm. it won't be on Xbox until a year from now. Which is so odd, which I'm assuming that Deathloop's, like, I'm assuming that Arcane did the um, the partnership with Sony before Xbox acquired Bethesda, right? So, like, yeah. they probably already yeah. had that in the works. Like, that's why it's only released on PlayStation, but because of the acquisition, this is just so odd to see <laughs> that, like, an Xbox-owned company is now releasing a game only on PlayStation for a year. So I also thought that was an interesting tidbit I actually didn't know. But I was wondering how y'all felt about, like, Deathloop, if y'all seen anything about it, or, like, if these issues make sense and all that stuff, I would like to know. Um, I think that the issues... I, I think that the issues make sense. I think that a... I think the big thing is, is... um with it being like touted so much as an exclusive on ps5 i think they focus very much on the development there because i feel like a lot of the issues that have been coming out have been mainly on the pc copy of the game um and so i wonder if this the development because of the because of some agreement that sony had was so focused on the playstation 5 build of the game that when it came to the pc build they kind of dropped the ball a little bit um when it came to its development um but yeah the it, it, it's pretty interesting because i know that dishonored had some little issues at the beginning but all in all turned out uh which is a, an older game from arcane turned out to to run very smoothly and and both of the games have been relatively well received and so this game seems to be well received by reviewers um so i'm hoping that if they can get this fixed it'll still go well though i have to wait a year to play it so i'm a little upset about that well (laughs) uh yeah i mean what about you koga ruby yeah i i think for for me um now seeing that it's a PS5 exclusive for the time being. 
it kind of makes sense that it's kind of better optimized over there. And then, like, the PC version seems to have been kind of an afterthought. Not in, in a bad way, because it doesn't seem like there's, like, issues that are big enough to the point where, like, the game is completely unplayable. Um, but it, it, it definitely is, like, isn't surprising. Because I, I just think that... I think game dev is probably way harder these days than it's ever been because like platforms are just so different. There's so many reiterations of um, of everything and like developing for a console and then for PC and then knowing that Xbox is coming the year after and like all of that stuff. I'm sure it's not easy uh, to juggle. At the same time though, like I kind of do wish, and I, I th we say this literally all the time, but I do wish that even if it was like a month or a couple weeks delay that they just went with that so that this wouldn't happen because it kind of sucks to see like a game that has like tens on like, you know, in reviews and games that are reviewing really well. And then you open Steam and it, it has like mixed reviews and you're like, oh, so what's the truth? What's going on here? So... That kind of sucks for them, cause like I feel like I would I I would imagine that being a dev at um, Arcane would be kind of shitty to like open a page and be like, oh, our launch could have been so much better if we had like maybe a, a couple more weeks, but alas, we didn't. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, a game launching with issues is unfortunately not a surprise anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't kept up much with it. Um, I do know when I'm looking over at Steam now, currently it's at mostly positive. Uh, it says Ooh. that 71% of the 4,772 users review this game are positive. So I'm not sure if it was just maybe if there was another patch that may have came out or maybe, of course, there's going to be some people who aren't going to have an issue because that's how it is. And they'll go, everyone's upset and they'll be like, oh, but it was fine for me. <laughs> Shut up. But um, hopefully um, they, they fix whatever the issue is. Unfortunately, I'm not too... I haven't looked into it too much on what's happening with, with that game and the issues that it has, so I'll probably check a few things out. But, I mean, unfortunately, things coming out and not being 100% perfect at launch is a thing, and especially on PC because it's dealing with different types of hardware. So for some people, it'll work fine or enough to satisfactory, and for other people, it may not. It really just, you know, depend. But... I mean, like I said, I, I think they'll probably fix it. It doesn't sound like it's like Fallout levels of, okay, this is absolute busted. Fallout <laughs> 76 launch tease, you know? Yeah, so. I mean, oh they, they should be that fine. That was so but... bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, as for it being a, a PS5 exclusive, I actually didn't know that, which I don't know. I, See, the funny thing is, despite all the trails that they've shown, I haven't watched most of it. They put on so many trails, after a certain point, I turned my head. It was but at, like, so many presentations. So, like, you was. just get the feeling that you know it's on everything because it was there. But in reality, it's like, no, oh, Xbox it's doesn't on. have it. It was just at every PlayStation 5 event and showcase they could show it at. Because they were like, here's a game that you'll be able to play on the PlayStation 5. <laughs> right. And, and that might have been intentional on Bethesda's part to be like, it's not really an exclusive. It's on PC. It's on consoles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like they they still kind of follow through, and they said that they were gonna you know follow through with their previous deals of exclusivity on other platforms and stuff like that. 
but it doesn't surprise me that they didn't just save it for PS5 related things as well. They just showed it on PC related events and stuff like that because like they really wanted the game to seem or to feel like you know for the public general public to be like oh it's gonna be everywhere right and it's like no <laughs> it's not not yet well we, we know it's not out everywhere <laughs> oh my god <laughs> a new a new wipeout game question mark <laughs> oh my god Okay, so I didn't find this out until yesterday. I, I got up and I was on YouTube and I'm, I see there's a new Wipeout game and I'm like, oh my goodness. I mean, I don't have a PlayStation, which Wipeout is normally PlayStation, so why am I getting excited? I don't know. But I like Wipeout. I like, I like fast games like that. Um, and I was thinking, okay, it's cool. They're making another one. Uh, well, they are, but it's coming out on mobile. So if you're someone who hates mobile games, I don't know what to tell you. This ain't, this ain't going to be for you. Because I saw like the uh, video f the reveal for it on YouTube. Oh, so many thumbs down. People were mad about that, <laughs> which I can understand. Because there's not a current... I mean, there was a collection, HD collection that came out on like PS4. And then it was on PlayStation VR, which I haven't tried that. I'd love to. and hope I don't get sick. But for, so for this one, is of course, it's going to be on, you know, iOS and Android. Um, it's, it's going to be a card collection to influence races. So I'm not I'm I'm not sure if it's going to be like you're actually racing or you're going to be setting things up or you're going to be like tapping things. I'm honestly not sure it, they're going for a um, graphic style thing, a lot more of a comic book type look, which honestly, I'm cool with that. But yeah, it says unique car-based racing. So I'm not. Uh, my concern is how much is this gonna cost? I mean, it's probably gonna be free to play. But yeah. how much is like all the monetization is gonna cost, and like is it even gonna be like great? Um, so the the score is gonna be done by um, um, Alistair Lindsay, and she's done the um. Well, they. I'm not sure this person actually. Let me double check that because I don't want to be. Incorrect on that. Yeah. Google. <laughs> my Res job. Respecting pronouns. We love to see it. <laughs> I can't. I can't see it. But um, they've done the previous um workout game, wipeout games with wipeout pure and wipeout twenty forty eight. So the soundtrack at least sounds like it'll be in good hands. But gameplay wise, we'll have to see. Um, it's only on mobile, and which I mean, everybody has a phone, right? But if you don't want to play on your phone, unfortunately, this is not going to be the wipeout for you. Yeah. It just seems like, I feel like people would understand if it was, like, a normal racing game. And I feel like there it wouldn't be as, like, hated or disliked as far as, like, the YouTube uh, thumbs down situation. Which I feel like th there would still be a lot of it because people have that guttural reaction to mobile games. Which I kind of understand, um, because I feel like most people, when they would hear that a new Wipeout game is coming, the last thing that they wanted was a mobile game. Because there's so many negative connotations with mobile games as far as, like, the microtransactions and all of that stuff. Which is now a thing as well on console games, so I don't know why people are so mad about, uh, so upset about the, the microtransactions on mobile. But alas... Um, I think this should be interesting because it's kind of like, 
I think it's going to be one of those games where the race just happens and you control it through like the cards and like whether it's like a power up or whether it's like something to sabotage the other racers or whatever. Because um, it seems like it's going to be a situation where they're kind of um, into the like a lot of the mobile games that are kind of idling like you can play it, but it, things are happening automatically and you just do a couple things. Uh, and you control it through that, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, I don't know if I'll get it. I mean, if it's free to play, and if it happen if I happen to remember to download it, I might give it a try. Cause Wipeout was actually pretty fierce back in the PS. I remember playing it in the PS One days. It was kind of fierce. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I don't know if this is gonna be for me. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, what do y'all think, Jam? Um, yeah, from looking at the, the trailer that I saw of it, yeah, it just seems like the race is happening. You just kind of, like, click some some things and say, speed it up, slow it down, like, as you go through corners, I think. So I I don't know how much I'm going to be into that. I'm, I'm not really into, like, idle games because the point for me of playing a game is to, like, actively be doing something else so that I'm not focused on, like, other things in the world that are like bothering me at the time. So if I right. just have to like click, click a click a card and watch watch it happen, it's not like doesn't seem like my cup of tea. I'll probably try it because I if it's mobile and it's free, why not give it a shot? Maybe I'll like it, but I'm gonna go with no. Yeah, not for me. Not for me. I kind of feel you on that on the um, like the idle stuff because like uh, I do play a couple games on mobile and they have the option to do auto battling and stuff like that. And I'm like, what's the point? Like, I mean, for grinding, I get it. Cause I just click on the auto while yeah. I'm doing something else and it just kind of happens. Uh, but otherwise it's just like, whatever. But yeah, like, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna pull up some footage of it. Hopefully as we, as we kind of share our final thoughts on it. Cause it's a pretty short trailer as well. But yeah, it's supposed to come what out. Next? What do you think? Okay, well, first off, my biggest issue is anytime I hear Wipeout, I don't think of the racing game. You think of the show? <laughs> I think of the show. Oh. And it makes me think of like the Connect one, too. And I'm just like, wow, they really keep making Wipeout games, huh? But no, it's the racing game. And I just I have to remind myself of that. <laughs> but it's like, I love racing games. But when I was reading this article and it said card base, I had I had to look away. It's definitely a no for me. I'm sure it'll be interesting, maybe. And like the game kind of looks cute, but I just it the vibe of it being card based is giving like automated, like y'all were saying. Like you just like press stuff to like change what may happen in a race, but like you're not driving actively. Right. And I don't think I like that. Yeah. Like, I really like the art style. I think it looks... I think they whoever did decided to do the art the way that they did it did an amazing job. Like, I it agree. looks really, really nice. And I and I I bet that the game will be fun for people who find that style of, of like, gameplay for this to be fun. And who knows? Like, I might pick up, play it and, and realize that, okay, I actually do really like <laughs> racing games in this way because, like, I'm not good at driving in games. So racing games are always really difficult for me to, like, enjoy because I'm so bad at driving in games. <laughs> uh, so maybe this is the way for me to get into racing games. Yeah, maybe. 
We also have to Maybe to think so. about the fact that sometimes not not I guess I guess without generalizing, uh, but the mobile market tends to be a little younger as well. So it could definitely be a situation where it's like baby's first racing game, <laughs> and they're just like tapping on buttons while the the little vehicle kind of just moves by itself. Uh, but I, I definitely like the fact that it's the comic book style kind of does give it a little bit more personality uh, and, and gives it a unique twist. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll report on it. If it happens to be free and we happen to remember when it comes out, we, we might report on it <laughs> and give our thoughts yeah. on it. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully it's good. I know the so I just noticed this. So the first video that they put up, it got downvoted so much they deleted it and then put up another one and it got downvoted too. I don't know why they oh, do no. why people do this. It's like hey. yeah, people don't like it, they just don't like it. But I yeah. mean at the same oh. time, it could also just be that it could just be it can be just a vocal minority. It can still yeah. potentially just do well regardless. I mean, a lot of people just don't get on the internet, say their opinion. They just play and do whatever yeah like a lot of people yeah. have issues with mobile games but mobile games are very successful like it's kind of scary because the industry could go in that direction and it would work oh yeah please oh yeah i can definitely you know? see the industry going that way hopefully not i don't want to <laughs> it kind of it kind of has a little bit like if we if we think about like one of the most successful games of last year um Genshin, Genshin being like a mobile yeah. and Among Us as well being a mobile game that also plays on PC and then now other platforms like it, it definitely could be a direction in which games uh are heading to and it makes sense yeah because like everybody has a phone most people have a phone I should say but a very I I would say nowadays it's probably the opposite where like it's a bigger like it's a Less people have like a console, I would assume, or like yeah. a, a good enough PC to play like a brand new game. And with a phone, it's like they can easily, or I wouldn't say easily, but they can cater to a way, way bigger audience. That's why the Epic thing that we talked about last week was such a big deal because the the mobile audience is really big, and so they were losing out on a lot of money. Uh, by having that percentage be as big as it was, um, but yeah, that's. I well, hope I think, that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Oh, I was gonna say. I think even with you see that even coming from like yeah with Epic and like their big win there, but I think even Microsoft with like X Cloud, right? Like that's a way for people to play higher end games on mobile, right? Yeah. It's like you can say, oh, I can take my tablet or my phone and all I got to do is buy a controller and pay for Xbox Game Pass or Xbox X Cloud, and I can play whatever game I want from anywhere on my phone or on this thing. And it allows you to play higher end games on a on a device that's small, that's more affordable for most people. And I think yeah. that's also, you see that they're not, not making a, a traditional mobile game, but you still get to do it. And all you've got to do is connect a, a, you know, a controller through bluetooth to your phone which has bluetooth right to be able to do it yeah. so it could happen i think it i think it's a huge possibility that the market's going towards towards mobile gaming i think it's just might not be solely like the games we think of in terms of mobile yeah i think i think mobile game is mobile games are turning into like 
more of like what handhelds used to be as far mm-hmm. as like a Game Boy Advance game or a PSP or a PS Vita. Like I can see this like if the Vita was still alive, RIP PS Vita. But if 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 she still was a thing, this would have been a game that would have come out there, you know, like the weird quirky like spin-offs from like their people's main franchises and it's like instead of spending a lot of money develop like creating and and manufacturing these handheld devices literally just if someone has a phone just literally make a game and put it on there and hopefully this is gonna increase some interest for the series as well for wipeout who knows maybe it could reach a bigger audience and they can try out to like you know bring the series back on new gen stuff and it would be really cool like seeing like Wipeout in like new gen graphics and all that would be amazing. So hopefully they can they can make it happen. Well, <laughs> you know who also made something happen? <laughs> Miss Nintendo. Finally. After Ms. Nintendo, she did it. After four years of releasing the Nintendo Switch, um, they. Thanks to a new update, a new software update, now you can connect Bluetooth devices uh, for audio output on your Nintendo Switch. (laughs) (laughs) So, very, very interesting thing is that um, in order for you to connect a Bluetooth device, you can't have more than two wireless controllers connected to it. Um, And... Apparently, the second you you do play with someone else, either locally or online, from what I've heard, it automatically, like, disconnects. Uh, and I've also heard of, of stories where it's uh, not the most, you know, reliable. <laughs> um, but I personally haven't tried it, so what do y'all think? about this random announcement that came out of nowhere. I feel like... I just feel like so much time has passed and it makes zero sense to me why it took this long. Because, like, obviously, like, if they're able to just make it an update, like, that means that they've had the software or, like, the hardware in the system to where they could do that. So why did it take... Four years for them to finally be like, oh, you could connect one pair of headphones to your fucking console <laughs> instead of just, like, implementing that sooner or even at launch. Like, it, I don't get why it took so long and it has all these, like, repercussions if you use it, too, because it's like they have it built in. They just finally, I guess, activated it, but I don't. I don't know what they're doing. I never know what Nintendo is doing. <laughs> I have I have thoughts. <laughs> I have thoughts and feelings because agree that it took them way too long for this to happen, right? It's now 2021 and we just now got Bluetooth. But the issue is, is I think they were trying to figure out their main issue, which is that you can't have more than two Bluetooth controllers connected at the same time, but the Joy-Cons count as two controllers. And not one. Yeah. So you can't use the Joy-Cons while you use Bluetooth headphones because it can only connect two Bluetooth devices at the same time. Yep. Shut up. It, 
Not that. <laughs> yeah. Ma'am, the pair of Joy-Cons counts as two wireless controllers. Yep. So that, I think that was the issue that they were trying to avoid was like, we made a console that has two controllers that connect to it through Bluetooth, but our chip can only handle two Bluetooth <laughs> devices at the same time. So you either need a pro controller or some other controller that connects via Bluetooth. That's one controller or a controller that connects via USB. Because if you add in two controllers, the Bluetooth audio cuts out. Yep. Which make it make sense. I think mm-hmm. is why we haven't had the feature for this long. Yeah. They just Exactly. They were like They uh, couldn't get around it. Yeah. I think that's the problem. I don't know why the, they would turn it on though. <laughs> just keep it hidden. <laughs> like, I think it's because it. they promised I think it's because they promised it, right? Like when it oh. launched, people were like people were like, Why doesn't it have Bluetooth audio? Like this is we're in two thousand seventeen, everything has Bluetooth. Lots of people use wireless headphones at this point. So people were like, right. you know, why does it not have that? And so they were like, it's coming. It'll come in an update. And then I think they've been trying to work around this whole thing. And they never figured out how to do it. So they just didn't turn it on. Well, because we've been promising it the whole time. And we screwed up. Oh, Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, Nintendo. I wonder if this is also setting up expectations for whatever next reiteration of the switch is and like you'll be able to connect more controllers on the mm-hmm. new updated switch uh, oh, wow. or something like that i don't know i'm just it's just so, it's it's such a weird choice for me cuz i feel like nintendo has that reputation of like if it's not like working perfectly or at least it used to, right? Like, if it's not working perfectly, we're not going to have it. And then I feel like with the Switch, they kind of have been missing a little bit of that reputation and good faith that they've built, where it's like the Joy-Cons are kind of a mess, to say the least. And now, like, the Bluetooth situation, it's like, it's there, but it's also not great. So I really don't I really don't know what's, what's their deal. <laughs> It's such a weird choice to be. I mean, I don't use it, so luckily that's not an issue that I have to deal with, but I don't see... I'm, I'm just curious, like, what's the issue is that caused it to where it's, su- it's such a hassle if you want to use Bluetooth for um, audio output. To where it just honestly feels like if you're, if you're having people over, it's not even worth it. Just right. Like, just turn it off and you know, plug it up to your TV, you know, the old-fashioned way. But I don't know, it's Nintendo, they're always behind. Like, they're just now about to release a version with the Switch that has a dock that has an Ethernet cable. Right. Which, (laughs) uh, consoles having Ethernet ports has been a thing for, like, a good mm, 15 years. So, I don't know, Nintendo being behind isn't really a surprise at this point. It's just kind of like, oh, you, you finally added the Bluetooth. Yeah. It's Neat. it's interesting to me how Nintendo can get away with it though. Um I think Nintendo has all the wonderful games and make you feel warm, <laughs> happy inside. It's portable. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the good for the kids, kind of. And yeah, it, it's know. just the yeah, it's the price point. It's it's always been the cheapest console typically. It's the exclusivity of games that they make that isn't anywhere else. It's like this is the yeah. only reason. Like if I could play Zelda Breath of the Wild on something else. If I could play Pokemon on something else, I wouldn't buy a Switch. I'm playing on PC. <laughs> well, fair. 
fair, but yeah. some of us some of us don't have PCs that can handle all that. So well. we we deal with our Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think they also like with the Switch they've done a good job at like building a reputation of like we're not for pro gamers like like you don't get a switch if you want the console with the best specifications right so i think they kind of built their reputation with with that right even though they do have a pro controller Fine, scum. well yeah i i yeah i think that's kind of where they're going i think that's how they get away with it being more of a family console and people knowing like oh it's nintendo i i only i'm i'm going to get it for my mario games or for Zelda and, and their exclusives, and then it's okay that they're basically almost like two generations behind. <laughs> um, like it's it's fine. <laughs> they were already kind of like half a generation behind with the PS4 and and in that gen, and now that we're moving on to this new gen, it's like girlies, y'all are still behind. What are you doing? I mean, to be fair, and I kind of hate it, they've been behind in terms of, like, graphics and whatnot for, what, like, 15 years now? It's just yeah. their thing. They they can get away with being behind because the price point. I mean, some people, I mean, I would prefer, like, better hardware, but it's, like, it's it's worked for them for 15 years. But he, it's like, here's the thing. You, they can't make that argument anymore. The Xbox Series S is two ninety nine. Like it's hitting where your console is hitting, and it's giving you better graphics. Like yeah. that argument is no longer gonna fit. But like, they're gonna <laughs> tell you portable, and then they're gonna be like, "All right, yeah. back, like now get back to buying the Switch OLED, please." Three hundred and forty nine <laughs> ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> and I still go buy it. <laughs> I. Oh my god. Are you? Oh no, I'm not doing that. I will not. I, my, my Switch still works. <laughs> I'll buy new Joy-Cons, but because Joy-Con drift is still a problem, but other than that, I'm not, yeah, I won't buy it. Until they make an actually new Switch, I'm not, I won't buy one. No. Which, who knows when they're going to do that. I'm like, realistically, I'm like, that's not going to happen, like, next year or maybe no. the year after. So I'm like, when are we going to get a new Switch? Like, when is Nintendo going to catch up? the next major console generation like a year before <laughs> oh no and it's like slightly better than not maybe it's like at the level of like current gen but by then it's already outdated but they're like you know now we have 4k and everyone else is like oh 4k what is that oh now we're on to like 8k or whatever <laughs> they're like oh you're still doing <laughs> you're still doing 4k girl uh yeah, but I mean those new Pokemon, Mario's, Zelda's, they will get us. So like look, I'm 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 about to buy Shining Diamond and, and Pearl. Like I I am. I will play them. Yeah. It is well. I was just gonna say y'all have fun with that. <laughs> I I live my life being strong and powerful and not giving Nintendo my money. I already so have the Switch at this point. Uh -huh. I would be I'd be I would be wasting my own money. Yeah, me I, too. Buy these games. Uh, I spent the money on the Switch to be to be a clown. <laughs> we put on the clown nose the second we hit purchase on on the Switch. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Should we move on to just playtings, which is our last segment of the day where we're going to be sharing what games, demos, and such that we're up to. 
these days. I can I can start and we can go up the line this time. Um, I started playing Unmetal. I actually got a little preview of it. Uh, the game only comes out on the 28th. Um, and I got a code through being on the Versus Evil uh, Heralds program, which is like a content creator program that they have. Um, and it's really funny. Um, I've played the game and it's very like Metal Gear meets like, like stylistically, it, it's like pixelated. Um, and it's really cool because they have like a lot of difficulty modes. So you don't have to be like amazing at the game. Uh, I've played it on easy and it was still challenging, but it was only because I'm terrible at stealth. Um, the game does have a, like a lot of like funny things where it's like, literally they tell you like, you're being committed for, you're being arrested for a crime you didn't commit. And that's like the whole thing. And the game basically plays like, you're playing as the the main character, Jesse Fox is telling the story as he's getting interrogated. Um, and he's, and it's really cool. Cause like at the beginning of every level, as he's describing it to the person who's interrogating him, the level is building out as he's like describing it, which is really cool. Um, and they have little situations where you can make choices as he's telling the story, uh, which kind of implies that he may be lying at times or exaggerating, which also kind of makes it funny. Cause it's like, okay, that I, I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. That's like how you saw it or how you interpret that. Uh, but I had a blast with it. I will say the only thing that I would count as a negative to it is, like, uh, they handle it in a very, like, it's a joke. It's, like, obviously not actually happening. But the first thing that happens in the first level is, like, your character is literally, like, they fake their own death in a noose. And I know that that imagery can be very triggering, even though in the context of the game, it's, like, obviously not happening because he's telling the story in the present day, so obviously he didn't actually do it, uh, and it's like a tactic to like you know bait the guard into like opening the cell and whatever. But just as a warning, because that imagery can be very triggering for folks. Um, that's like the only thing that I can say. Uh, and oh yeah, another fun thing I guess that I can say about it is I'm actually going to be in the game. <laughs> Um, so the PC version of it, when it comes out, they're going to have a free DLC, uh, because I'm in the versus evil program. Um, they actually are working with content creators and we recorded voice lines for like different NPCs in the game. So you can like, you'll be able to hear me doing like random voices throughout the game, uh, which Just is going to be moans. really fun. Moans may be included, um, <laughs> within hey. context, oh. they may be oh. included, oh. 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 uh, <laughs> That's all I can say about that. Um, but I'm very excited. It's coming out on the 28th. And obviously, um, I'm definitely going to be streaming it and try to showcase as much as I can of my appearance in the game. Um, as well as, you know, my thoughts on it as more of the game comes out. Because I only played the first two chapters um, before its release. So, yeah, that's that's me. That's what I was up to this week. What about you, Koga? What have you been up to? Um, quite a bit. I just want to get the obvious out of the way. Play Dokkan. Didn't pull the units yet. I hate this game. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, How much uh, time do you have left to get, though? Um, we don't know exactly, but I would say probably early October. If I don't get oh. them by then, I would have to wait until, like, early July of next year. That's why it's irritating. I, well. 
So yeah, it's like I have enough red coins to get them for when for one of them for when they come back. Just like I don't want to have to wait that long. But I mean, it is what it is. I don't feel like tossing money into it. Like, could you imagine me tossing two hundred dollars in there to try to do it and then still not get them? I can't get a refund. Suck. <laughs> That's why. I, that's one reason I don't throw money into these games like that because that that sucks. I could fun. never. Oof. Um, so I've still been playing Yakuza Six. Definitely can still confirm that it wasn't Yakuza Burnout. Just Five does a little bit too much for me. It's not a bad game, just a little bit too much. But Six is a lot of fun so far. Um, so I started playing the Cruising series this past Sunday. Um, I went through Cruising USA, World, and Exotica. I played them on N64 emulator and played it on this thing. This thing is actually pretty good. But getting it to work with RetroArch was annoying. And it was oh. RetroArch's fault, not the controller. But, well. like, Ruby, if you have RetroArch and you try setting up a Nintendo 64 control scheme, and you'll understand. It was frustrating. I managed to get it working, though. I still don't get it. But I just <laughs> know how to get it to work. But I did run through those three, and it was a lot of fun. I didn't play much of them like when I was a kid because um, not enough money. And that's it. Not enough money. <laughs> that will do so, it. <laughs> um, so then the reason I was playing those, I wanted to get ready for the new one that was coming out on the Switch this past Tuesday, which was Cruising Blast. This game is so fun, I swear. Yeah. But it is a crime that it doesn't have online multiplayer. So I have to give it a bit of a oh, for that. Oh, no. Yeah, it it doesn't. It's a, So it's a port of the arcade game that actually came out in 2017, which has, like, Nintendo's name on it. So we were kind of thinking, people were just surprised that they didn't release it until now. But it was more than likely probably due to COVID because now arcades are not as open anymore. So they ported it over to the Switch, um, added a few a few new stages and why i'm doing this is because there's five stages and then there's like like a, you can kind of think of like a set of a tour of course where you go through four and then you know how well you did determines what um trophy you get those stages are pretty much just another version of those different themes so it may have you know storm dinosaurs ufos or cops uh oh <laughs> but it is it is a lot of fun there's a, quite a few vehicles and you even get to play as a um, triceratops a unicorn a fire truck it's just it's 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 just one of those games where it's kind of like why is that happening and it's like it, it there's no answer for it because it's just a lot of fun it, it if it had online i could recommend it for 40 bucks but for some people it just may not be enough but for me it's all puns intended it's been a blast to play i've been playing it like all week but it is it's going to be only on the switch they as of right now i don't think they plan on putting on anything else because the cruising series never has been on anything else they've mentioned they want to do dlc and add um online later on down the line should have been there at launch i'm not sure what, what happened there but outside of that it's like definitely one of my favorite games of this year it's so much fun it's just it's arcadey racing. I love arcadey games that are just fun to where things make no sense, but it's just a blast to play. Yeah. And that's, I think, Always that's all I've played this week. I have to double because I know last week I forgot a game. Oh, no. Yeah, that I don't even remember what it was, but I remembered it like when someone else started doing it. So I was like, God damn it. Oh. I I but yeah, I oh. think that's actually it. Iconic. Damn. 
Um, so because I am super excited about the remake of the original Dead Space game, I am replaying the Dead Space series because it's one of my favorite horror franchises. Um, so that's pretty much what I have been doing. So I've been playing that. Um, and then what else have I been playing? I've been playing some like really dumb mobile games where you like match things and that's to fill my time in between. And that's pretty much <laughs> That's pretty much it, because I've been super busy with other stuff, so I haven't had time to play too many other games, but that's kind of what I'm getting into. And I'm waiting to play Psychonauts. It's downloaded. I just need to, like, have the time to actually sit down and just play it, because I know I'm not going to want to stop. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. When yeah, does the what about you, when does the what? new Dead Space come out? The the remake remastered moment. No clue. I, well, I think it's sometime. It's either next year or the year after that. I just got oh. really excited because it looks really good from what they've showed from like the development that they have so far. Because they're like kind of rebuilding it from the ground up and just making it the make. It's it's really it's literally a remake of the original game just in today's graphics kind of which is kind of exciting so i think some of the atmosphere will be a little bit spookier because you can kind of make things really really dark now and and do all of that kind of stuff so i'm excited to see yeah what it's gonna be like so exciting yes what about about you you, dex what are you playing well um breaking news there were no games i just realized i have not played a video game since i i have just been busy with literally everything else and i was just like oh i never played a video game this week that's wild (laughs) and here i am (laughs) well you did mention earlier that you you were watching the um the final fantasy 14 situation the other day Uh, i was did you have any any thoughts that uh anything that stood out to you um, real quick, like they announced like some really cool um abilities and stuff and they they showed off the new classes a little bit more. And it seems like like a lot of the classes seem like they're gonna be really fun. However, one of the classes I currently main, which I probably would drop for Sage anyways, is Scholar. And basically in short, they were like, um, we're not changing anything with Scholar. We're just giving them one more thing when, like, Scholar needed help. Well, they needed more ballots and stuff. So basically, like, the job that I started with and enjoyed the most from the beginning is not getting really updated at all and not getting balanced or anything. So nervous for her, but we're praying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. Well. Yeah. Are you are you interested in trying any of the new stuff, any of the new classes, or anything like that? Oh, definitely Sage is the um, the new healer. It's definitely something I would want to try. Um, Reaper, which is the new melee. I I'm not a melee fan. The class seems cool, but like in the presentation, they were like, um, they're like both kind of like a new kind of complicated. Like they're not like too difficult, but like they're definitely unique. And I'm just like. What does it I need mean? some easy classes. <laughs> so I was like, ooh. I'm like, I don't want to end up just only manning dancer again because I know I could play it, but I feel like that might happen again. Well, fingers crossed. It will be good and easy and breezy and fun. <laughs> hoping. Yes, hoping and praying. <laughs> 
um yeah I, I, that's it for today's podcast everybody thank you so much for watching and listening uh really quick where can everybody find us we can start with dex on the socials yes, you, can, you can find me on twitter at dex is a mask and you can find me on twitch where um i'm streaming some art and stuff like as frequently as i can when i think of stuff to draw and work on on Dextralicious on Twitch, and then YouTube is Dextralicious, where I just have like random videos or vods uploaded there. That's me. Yes. What about you, GM? You can find me everywhere: Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Jam underscore five eight nine nine. I'm there, being a clown per usual. You know, doing doing me things. It's fun. I, I, you know, I'm a mess. We love to see it. <laughs> a mess on the internet. Iconic. What who, can I say? Who isn't a mess on the internet? That's what I Truly. wanted. <laughs> and that, and that's the real tea. And that's the real tea. <laughs> what about you, Koga? Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me here and on Twitter at Koga underscore Jangles. Um, as I said earlier this past week, I was streaming the cruising series. So this week, I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to do. I kind of want to stream a series I haven't played before, but I have to look into it to see if it's if it's not going to stress me out. Because I know one of the games is old school NES bullcrap jank. <laughs> well. <laughs> so, we'll see. Those are always a moment when you're like, oh, I would love to get into it. And then you're like, oh, wow, the, the games were really, really hard back then. <laughs> Very we were turning to, like, to rock or anything on N64. Oh my God. I was like, how did I play this as a kid? Like, <laughs> There was nothing else to do. We had time. Now we yeah. don't. It's like, all right, look, I pay my dues. I'm a cheat. Safe right. states, let's go. Safe Truly. states, you know, they're, they're the moment. <laughs> We'd love Truly. to see it. Uh, yeah, you can find me uh, basically everywhere at Project Ruby. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, uh, Project Ruby Gaming as well on YouTube, where I upload uh, gaming videos, um, VODs and stuff like that. Um, the Project Ruby Instagram and TikTok. And that's basically it. Uh, you can find us, of course, if you just found us, you're here, you're watching and listening. So if you're here... Click on that follow button. Click on that like button. Do whatever, you know, all the fun, fancy buttons that you see. You know, click on all of them. Why not? Unless it's like a I thumbs mean, yeah. down. Don't do that. Don't do Ignore that. that one. That one is ugly. It only, doesn't exist. Yeah, only ugly people <laughs> click on her. thumbs down. <laughs> Unless one of us has on a different thing. <laughs> and then in that case, it, we didn't do it. I promise. Um, anyway, <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.